Welcome to Talking With Tech. I'm your host, Rachel Mado, joined as always by my favorite co-host, Chris Bougay. How's it going, Rachel? Good, Chris. You sent me a, a really interesting text on Saturday night. It was this close, Rachel, this close. So what happened this week is that for the last number of years, the Arizona Department of Education has hired me to come out and do like a two-day training with a bunch of teachers on what assistive technology is. And they get groups of of educators together and we do this great two-day experience where people are building their teams and and talking about assistive technology and coming up with programs and how they're going to work on an assistive technology or inclusive design team and and creating one for their district. And uh, it's just great, this great two-day experience. And uh, on this two two days, at the end of the two days, I fly home, right? And when I flew home, uh, I went from Phoenix to LAX. And I knew my layover was quick. I knew I wouldn't have a, a chance to, to see you or anyone else that I know in, in Los Angeles. So I did think it would be fun to just send you a quick like screenshot of like, hey, guess what? I'm landing in LAX. I'm going to be about 20 minutes from your house or whatever, you know, just, just as, uh, as for giggles, you know. And then I come to find out. And this is the crazy part. So I get this message from Chris and I'm like, oh my goodness, he's literally in LA right now. And I was just at the airport dropping off my parents. My parents came to visit uh, for my birthday and it was crazy. Literally, we were probably five minutes away from each other. Right, we could have been like, you were at the baggage claim and I was up at the gate. (laughs) I could have waved. Hi. Yeah, and you're at the drop off, and uh, yeah, it's amazing. That's amazing because then, uh, like you said, we just uh, you sent me a little message afterwards, like I'm right there, and we just and why this is such a big deal, I guess, for people who don't know, if you're a new listener, Rachel and I have never met face to face. We are closing in on two years of doing a podcast together where we've talked almost weekly, but we have actually never met in person. Which is crazy to me because I feel like you're like one of my besties and it just seems crazy that we haven't actually met in real life, which I think speaks to the power of technology, right? I see your face every week. You know, we talk all the time, but yeah, it's going to be pretty epic the day that comes that we actually do get to give I'm not sure. I know what I'll be able to do with myself. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. It's always interesting when you meet somebody that you've had, you know, correspondence with or you know through technology or online or whatever, you meet them in real life and it's always like, you know, it's just interesting because you're like, oh, wow, you're like taller, you're, you're shorter, like different. <laughs> <laughs> At least we get to see each other. It's not one of those things where I think there's people who are possibly listening to us where it's an audio experience only and they don't really know what you or I look like, you know, and then they see us and they go, oh, that's not what I picture at all. Well, that's what happened on our webinar last week. Remember, we had all these people in the comments like, oh, it's so great to see your faces. We only just hear your voices typically. Yes, yes. Well, and it kind of ties into the interview you did, right? And the app that we're going to talk about today. I am really excited for this interview and this app. His name's David Tobin. He is the creator of AudioJack. And essentially, an AudioJack is a auditory-only story. So it's a lot of ambient noises strung together in a way that creates a story. And we talk about in the interview how it really stimulates our creativity. This app is being used with adults. It's being used with kids. It's being used with all different kinds of people in all different kinds of ways. Um, I talk about a little bit in the interview how I've been using it, how I've been using it in my therapy. And with amazing success. I've had so many interesting stories that came out of these audio jacks. And I'm really excited because after the interview, 
Chris and I are actually going to play an audio jack and you're going to get to listen to one. So I would encourage everybody to um, not be driving while they do this, (laughs) Um, to be sitting and closing their eyes and experiencing this audio jack. And then Chris and I are going to talk about our respective stories. So audio and sound effects are things that I've played with with students for years and then stuff that I've played with on my own doing a previous podcasting experience. So the AT Tips cast, for instance, every year for years, I did a Halloween episode where I get my family together and I'd actually script out what we were going to say and then we record little bits of audio and then I'd go out on the internet and I would find different clips of audio, just segments. Uh, There are different websites that you can use that gives you free audio clips. And then I would embed them into the the story of the podcast. What this app sounds like, because I have not played with it yet, and I haven't done the experience yet, it sounds like it strings a bunch of those together so that you as the listener formulate the story in your head. Does that sound right? Yes. And it's the coolest thing because it really lets your imagination take over. So what I've been doing in my practice is I've been picking an audio jack of the week. And so I've been playing it with all of my students from, you know, kids who are just starting to emerge with their communication skills all the way up to, you know, kids who I'm working on auditory processing, like higher level language skills with. And I can utilize it with almost my entire caseload. Um, And so it's really, really cool because it's not often that you find a tool that can help you across every kind of population that you work with. Um, And that's one of the things that I really like about this is that it's so versatile and you can utilize it in so many unique ways. Um, When I'm talking with David, I I talk to him about how incredible it is that I am taken out of the equation. So oftentimes we bring our own bias into whatever activity it is that we're doing, right? If I show a photo and I'm trying to elicit communication from that photo, I still had to pick the photo. You know, I had to pick the photo and I had to kind of guide a child where I think they should be going, right? Because we're looking at a picture and I'm like, well, that's not, you know, a dog, that's a cat. This is so interesting because it really can be anything you want it to be. And I really would encourage, you know, clinicians and anybody utilizing the app to really just let creativity take over because I've done that in my practice and I've seen amazing things happen with this tool. And I'm really excited to share it with you guys um, to listen to the interview with David. He's fantastic and has a lot of interesting ideas. We talk, you know, all about creativity and how it's an untapped portion of our brain that we're not utilizing as much as we could be. And a tool like this allows for that. So, Rachel, one of the things we talk about in contemporary education are the how we've talked about the reading and writing, right, the R's of education. And now we talk about the C's, uh, which is kind of a layer on top of those R's. And one of those C's is communication. It's one of the reasons we do this podcast. But one of the other C's is creativity and creative thinking. And so this sounds like this is going to fit right in with that if you want if you want students to practice those skills and explicitly work on creativity, this sounds like it's a great tool for that. Yeah. And I just, I've been so amazed with the kids that I've worked with, you know, kids that are with autism, that are very rote learners, that are, you know, feels very formulaic, all of the communication that's happening. You know, he is walking, she is eating. And it's just like to see some of the sentences that have been created out of this um, using AudioJack as a stimulus has been so cool because it's things that I, vocabulary that I never knew that a child had and insight into, you know, a particular sound, um, you know, that I had no idea about. The other way that it's been coming up in a really cool, unique way is 
kids are asking me questions. So it's a great way to ask, you know, what is that? And, you know, it's oftentimes we rely a lot on visual supports with the students that we're working with. So when you take that, that visual away, it's sometimes challenging for kids, but we can empower kids to ask, you know, what is that? What do you hear? What kind of animal is that? Um, so it's a really cool way to also then work on asking questions, asking WH questions. Well, what, it's, what I really like about uh, how you're describing the experience, because I have not really done it, is the idea that you're making a, a movie in your mind, right? And you're just listening to the soundtrack as you come up with those pictures. That can be a skill that needs to be worked on because then eventually uh, you can be making movies in your mind about other things, you know, uh, what stuff you're reading. You know, when you're reading content, you make that movie in your mind. And for some, that comes very naturally. And others, it's a skill you have to practice. That same thing as practicing uh, situations that you'll be in, like when you're going to work or here's that uh, job interview that I'm going to do. You use these visualization techniques to, to practice those social situations. Um, and so this could be a technique that, that helps foster those visualization skills. Yeah, which we know is such an integral part of reading comprehension. Um, that's something that I teach very early on, the idea of visualizing what we're reading, what we're, even what we're, we're seeing in a lot of times or in a lot of ways um, can be really helpful for that reading comprehension down the line. Visualizing and verbalizing, I believe, is uh, a, a tool or like a catchphrase. Um, I don't know if that's Linda Mood Bell. It's one of the reading programs, um, visualizing and verbalizing. But yeah, anyway, I think, it, I think you're exactly right. I think it can be a, a tool that can help foster those skills. So we're about to play the interview, but then after the interview, like Rachel said, stick around because we're going to go actually go ahead and do the experience ourselves, at least part of it. And then we would like for you to kind of play along. So well, what we'd love for you to go over to the Facebook group and put what you put as your story that you were creating as you were listening to the audio as well. Awesome. So without further ado, we're going to head into that interview with David. But like Chris said, stick around because we're going to come back and we're going to do an audio jack experience ourselves. Welcome to Talking With Tech. I'm your host, Rachel Mado, joined today with David Tobin. Hey, David, how are you doing? Doing well today. How are you? I'm so good. So David is the creator of an amazing app that I've been using in my therapy called AudioJack. And I was really excited. We connected at a networking event in Los Angeles and... I learned about his app and then, you know, subsequently started utilizing it in my therapy and it's amazing. So David, just tell us a little bit about yourself and AudioJack. Okay. Um, well, uh, I have a background in art, music and education and science as well. And so I one day was working with a lot of sound design in the field. I also produce TV shows and come from that background and been volunteering in the education space and was working with a lot of sound design and came up with the idea of an audio jack. I put hundreds and hundreds of sounds together in a really unique manner and you know, did a couple things sonically that haven't been done before and got some really amazing results when I played it for people. And they were like, what is this? It's, it's like I'm in the middle of a movie, but, but it's my movie. And um, after that element of it, it kind of clicked and I realized, wait a minute, this is a way for people to connect to their imagination in a meaningful way. Um, and then did more research in that space to find out what our imaginations are really doing for us. It's not just this fun thing you can use to play with and do toys and things like that. But it's this other, this other part of our consciousness that's really important. And without getting you know, too far into that space, it's a really unique way for us to 
use our minds and open up. And so I created some lesson plans with the audio jacks and put them into classrooms. And we had amazing results because we never tell you the actual story behind any of them. And there's over 50 of them in the mobile app. And the whole point of that is that there's no wrong answer. You know, and that's the core of this is that you can listen to one thing, have an interpretation of it, but you're engaged. It's whatever you want it to be. And then when you pair that with a writing exercise, you're engaged. You want to write and do whatever it is. It's not about the content per se in the creative. It's more about that you're using these skills and that you're not stressed out. Uh, there's an element of this that I saw in a lot of classrooms where they'll say, hey, here's the assignment. Go do the assignment and we're going to grade you. And usually it's a quiet classroom. Maybe the teacher will have music. But they're saying, I want you to do all these skills. Go do this work. And that creates stress and anxiety, especially if you have dyslexia, if you have some kind of you know, learning disability, or if you're just not good with pressure. So instead, you can say, hey, I want you to do this really fun activity. I want you to listen to this. Close your eyes. Listen to it again and brainstorm and then start writing a story. And, and let's see where you go with it. And then at the end, after they turn in their work or they share, then you say, hey, by the way, here's all the skills you've just used. And it becomes a reward mechanism. So we're kind of deconstructing the writing process by using AudioJack and allowing people to connect in a, in a special way. And that's a really, I think, succinct way of explaining what it is. And so for our listeners out there, yeah. of course, we're going to uh, link to this app in the in the show notes so that everyone can have access to it. But sure. essentially, it's just um, an aud- a string of audio sounds. And um, it, it's kind of like you said, like watching a movie without the visual. And so you yeah. close your eyes and you listen to it. And it's really interesting. Um, you know, as an adult listening, it's kind of for me, I experienced kind of like a meditative experience and it was really, I was really kind of swept away with my imagination. Um, Was that kind of the intention behind the creation of the app? Yeah. um, So the, they're called audio jacks as well. And I just named the app after the, the content and it's hundreds and hundreds of sounds that are layered together. So it's, it's this element when you're listening to it, each bird, each footstep, each breeze, all these elements, every single part of it is added in intentionally. And there's like, if you look at the timeline, when this is all edited together, it's just hundreds of sounds put together to create these. Like we're about to release a new one called summer rain. That'll probably be out by the time uh, this comes out. And that is hundreds of different elements to create this whole storm system that you kind of walk through. And the element of it, the reason why you feel meditated is because you're focusing on your imagination. You're actually not looking at a device for a couple seconds, a couple minutes of the day, and your body starts to relax and you start to use this form of REM activity in the mind. It's not the same as when you sleep, but it's a level of that and it's tied to daydreaming. And there's been tons of studies that actually show that daydreaming allows us to process information throughout the day and deal with it. When we deprive ourselves of that, our stress and anxiety kick up and we have all these things. And there was a study done that showed that 68% of people daydream less since they have a smartphone in their life, which is really bad, but it explains why everyone thinks they're stressed out, they have insomnia. And then when you take that element and you look at this core fundamental part of an audio jack and why it affects you, because you can listen to an action-packed one with lasers and bombs and all sorts of things going off and still feel relaxed and engaged. It doesn't really matter in that element of it. And so by taking that and applying it to learning activities, applying it in the classroom, what you're doing is you're giving listeners, whether it's adults or kids, a chance to engage in their imagination. It's giving them that ability to refresh and process 
and calm the body down and put it in this state. And that was the real goal of it because we're in this always on generation. Everyone's like, bah, 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 and they're bombarded by this. They feel like they need to keep checking their phone. Even though we have notifications in our phone that will tell us when we need to check it, we still check it anyway. And it's I like know. this, it, it's so, I mean, I think Pavlov is like rolling around in his grave going, oh my God. Like the bell was the start, but this is nuts. And so I think there's that element of it and it's about getting us back to it. That's why there's no fast forward button in AudioJack in the app. And it's on, you know, Android and Google, uh, Android and iOS. It's across the board, but you have to sit and hit play and listen to it. You can't do other things when you do it. And it's really forcing people to just chill for 10 minutes and allow them to engage their imagination. And I think that's where you really start to see the neat things in the classroom too, because you know, kids need to get out and run around and do all that stuff. But in the classroom, they need to be engaged mentally in a really, in the same level that they're getting engaged when they're playing video games at home. Mm -hmm. And so this kind of meets them on that level. And when you think about it, we're either yeah. consuming content or creating content, right? Yeah. And that's, it's one or the other. And so often, like you mentioned, we're just consuming, 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 looking at our phones, reading, you know, blogs and all of these things. And so it feels like it kind of shifts that and it allows creation yeah. in a guided way. Um, you know, cause uh, of course sometimes we'll say, uh, create a story, you know, we're in a classroom or like, you know, make up a story. And that's really hard, especially for, you know, children with significant disabilities. Yeah. And so it's really nice to have that guideline and how I've used it in my practice has been, as a way to really inspire kids to create and to, you know, for, for kids who are, you know, just learning how to formulate their thoughts into sentences. Um, you know, we use it for sentence building, um, very basic sentences. You know, she is walking, um, for kids who have, you know, more advanced language skills. I'm using it to really, um, have them use detail and use adjectives and, um, you know, really thinking through the, the narrative process and, you know, teaching about narratives, there's a character. And, um, oftentimes with the ones that we've played together in my sessions, the audio jacks, um, I'm saying, okay, like let's, let's li I have them listen to it first. And then we go back and we think about, you know, cause oftentimes a lot of things come up and we'll listen and we'll think of characters and names and really get into a lot of detail about what their story could become. Um, and so I think it's just a really nice guideline. Um, a lot of the kids that I work with, they use a lot of visual cues and visual supports are helpful. But I think when you take the visual out of it, it really allows their immune their imagination to really flourish um, yeah. in ways that I haven't been able to do necessarily with, you know, showing a picture or even a video and trying to, you know, stimulate that. Yeah. They're creating the visual. I mean, that's the whole core of this is that you're having them when they hear, I mean, with, with sound design, there's no language, gender, or race barrier. You know, my, my joke is like, if you break a glass here and then break a glass in France, it doesn't go, le break. it's the same <laughs> sound. It doesn't change. But you can take that same sound of, you know, a broken glass or, or something like that or something in that element of it and ask 10 people what, what just happened. And maybe someone will say, oh, it's a glass of water. It's a vase. It's a beer bottle. It's this. And okay, what color? Okay, then you start asking this and you're having them engage with something that's their own. And it's really helping the thought process. And, and you mentioned earlier, like, you know, we're always consuming, you know, we've always been consuming. It's just now it's in a media fashion where it's even more intense because, you know, people, we read books all the time or we go out and do this all the time. But the thing is, is when you're reading, you're using your imagination, when you're playing music, you have to use your imagination. 
when you're watching a video, generally it's very passive because you're being told all this data right there off the bat. And that's the interesting thing is that we went from a society that watched a screen TV or some element of that, I think roughly, was it two, like almost three hours a day, something in that space, two to three hours a day ish, you know, uh, per day on average. And now we are in front of a screen up to 16 hours a day. 16 oh hours a day because you're on your phone in the morning when you check it. You might look at TV and you watch the news. Then you're at work on a computer all day. Then you check your phone while you're there. And then you go home and watch some TV or do something else. You were in front of a screen most of your life. Um, I think we did the math and it comes out to like, I think 30 days, no, more than 30 days. Some insane number spent in front of the screen. And that has a lot of effects on learning and other things like that. And that's why providing something like AudioJack that you don't have to listen to the whole thing to get the effect of it. Like I'm sure with, you know, some of your lower functioning students or other ones, you, know, you can play like 30 seconds of it and like, Oh cool. What's that? It's just this little element of it allows them to feel like they're somewhere else mm-hmm. and allows them to engage and verbalize in their own way. And isn't that kind of the first step is be able to verbalize on your own before you can kind of take it to the next level. And I am continuously amazed with the things that the kids come up with and things that I would have never thought. And it's just, it's so cool to me because, you know, as a speech language pathologist, I feel like a lot of times we're kind of, we're kind of shaping, we're, we're putting our own bias into like what we're trying to get kids to say, right? That's interesting. That's that's a good point. Yeah. And so yeah. it's, it's, it literally has nothing to do with me, which is great. Like typically I have to pick a picture or a video or have some type of, you know, thing that stimulates communication for a child. And so with this, it's so cool because again, I have nothing to do with it and I'm not, and I really step back and I say like, okay, this story can be whatever you want it to be. And sometimes it doesn't really make sense to me, but I'm just like, let's keep going. Um, and so it's just really cool. Um, it's just, it's, it's again, really interesting to see how the process unfolds for kids yeah. um, in a, in a really organic way that I haven't been able to tap into with some of the kids that I've worked with. Sure. I mean, that's why I think, you know, a tool like AudioJack is used in this space so often and you'd have someone, you know, to talk to you about it and hear your take is really refreshing because not only do you get it, obviously you understand the science and the whole element of this, but the way you've been bringing it into the classroom, I think is a really healthy way to do that. And I think, you know, people can learn from that because, you know, some people try to force it to be something it's not. And you're like, no, this is a, t- let, let's see this go and let's, let's let it evolve. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really kind of the core of this. And that's why AudioJack is used in so many different areas. It's used in writing programs. It's used in art. It's used with, you know, pathology. It's used in learning programs. It's used with PTSD. It's used with kids that have been through trauma and other elements to be able to kind of talk and verbalize and be able to get in that space. It's used with senior care and memory loss and dementia on the other end of the spectrum for the people who are losing those skills that have to kind of make sure they can hold on to them and keep them fresh. So it really touches on that. And in the way you explain it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's, it's great that, you know, you see how the kids can react to this and how it's beneficial and what they need right now yeah. more than anything. Because are you finding a lot of students that are like, you know, still stuck in a very like, visual basis where they're always on a screen or something like that or absolutely and i specialize in children with autism and children with autism are master imitators right they can recite something they saw on a tv show four years ago and they still have it fresh in their mind so when you take the visual element out Mm-hmm. So interesting because the way that I would help a student with autism is I would provide a lot of visual supports because we know children with autism tend to be 
visual learners. And so it's interesting because, you know, yes, we want those supports, but I also want to take those supports away and see what is a child capable of without those visuals, yeah. without that visual support. And that's where I've really been, you know, amazed to see what kids are capable of. Um, and it's just really cool because they're able to create something that, you know, I had nothing to do with. And that's like my ultimate goal, right? Is well, to, sure, they have to be independent, right? Right. And to take like what's in here in your head and communicate it with the world. That's yeah. really the the foundation of what we're doing, you know, as speech language pathologists. So it's just so cool to see how that unfolds in such an organic way. Yeah. Um, it's just, I love it. Well, we had um, uh, uh, up in Santa Cruz Unified, uh, Central California area, uh, program out there that was overseeing all the different autistic programs for the school district did a pilot of audio jack and it's not a formal study by any means so you know take this for what it is but they came out and they said hey look you know after doing an audio jack uh, a lot of the students for at least four hours were more receptive to everything because when you listen to this your mind is getting all that visual stimulation but you're getting it through just your ears and the sound so you're able to satisfy all those other needs and let the body kind of calm and engage on its own terms um, it's an area where we're exploring a lot more i mean we just started doing research with uc riverside's brain programs and things like that uh and that's ongoing but this is another area and you know you really hit it on the head about taking it out of their head and giving them their own ability i mean it's, we're trying to help them be sufficient. We're not trying to hopefully, you know, be teaching them their whole life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, that's the, the cool thing is just seeing, seeing how everything unfolds has been really cool for me. Um, I think what I'm going to do, because you have been so kind to provide an audio jack for us. Um, so I think what I want to do is my co-host, Chris Bouguet, um, I would love to do it with him. And I feel yeah. like we should do it together, have the listeners maybe do it too, and then talk about our stories because oh, yeah. the coolest thing for me is that, you know, I, and I do this with my students. It's actually, it's, it's quite nice because I take, you know, a few minutes and I say, okay, we're going to listen. Like, let's close our eyes. Um, and it's just, it's nice for me too. It's like a nice little, like, feels like a little mini vacation. Yeah. I mean, that's a great thing about like for adults. I mean, that's the thing is like, it's not just a thing for, it's not just a tool for one thing by any means. I mean, we work with everyone from professional athletes that use this, I mean, I've worked with you know, people like Paul Gasol, and I've worked with you know, the Federal Program for the Blind. I've worked with Maroon 5 on a fun one that we made. You know, everyone can engage in this in a really unique way because it's something we can all use. And you know, taking a, an audio jack break in the middle of the day for five to 10 minutes, we just got data back from the brain program at UC Riverside for the first part of the study saying like, yeah, it actually makes you more attentive, more focused less sleepy, less angry, all this stuff. And it, was, and it was information I didn't even think we could do. And they're saying, yeah, this is actually really healthy. And so everyone can kind of buy into it. So parents can do this with their kids. It doesn't have to feel like it's work. It's an activity. You know, you play this and everyone goes around drawing their pictures and stuff. And they're like, you know, a teddy bear and lasers are coming out of his eyes and he's on a surfboard. Okay, cool. That's what you came up with. But you came up with something. You're able to tell a narrative. You're able to engage now. And then, you know, maybe mom was like, oh, well, you know, that's the sound of this, da, 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 da. Well, that's from her experience. You know, she's not going to have the same connection. And that's where it's really neat to see families use this as a tool in that manner as well. 
And I feel like families are always trying to search for things that are topic conversation starters around the dinner table, right? It's always like, oh, like it feels like I'm pulling teeth to find a way to connect with my kids. And what a perfect (laughs) way to do an activity like this, Um, you know, because again, it's stimulating that like creativity and there's no right or wrong. Yeah. Which is the best part of the whole thing. Cause it's like in everything in life, like people are being told they're wrong all the time, especially like with social media taking over everything. Everyone's I'm right. You're wrong. It's like, dude, come on. Let's, let's find something we can all like, you know, get along with. I would love to hear, you know, the discussion between the two of you after you listen to an audio Jack and then what your viewers say as well. And you know what they comment in with it as well. And it's really neat kind of tool. Like we've done programs before where I've found other people using it because obviously it's an app. It's in the world. I, not aware of everyone who uses and how they do, but some people, you know, in that social element will put it up and say, Hey, I just listened to this audio, Jack. Here's my interpretation. What's yours? Or listen to this, tell me yours, and then I'll reveal mine at the end. Yeah. And it's really neat to see how people engage with it and their thoughts on it. Love it. Yeah. Love I can't it. wait to hear what you think. Yeah. Or what you end up, what you, I know what you think, but what you end up coming up with. <laughs> I know. I'm actually excited too. It'll be a cross comparison between Chris and I, um, yeah. which I think will be interesting. And of course, I, I think. Yeah, I think the way that we can do it is we'll we'll play it or play a portion of it for our listeners. And I would love for our listeners to do it too. Yeah, and then maybe in the next episode you can reveal yours because you don't want to influence what, you know, they think. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. David, how can people get in touch with you, learn about AudioJack? What's the best way to to get in touch? The best way is AudioJack.com. it's got everything you need there. You can log in, create an account. It's a web-based program. It also, we have a mobile app on Google, you know, Android platform and uh, iOS. It works on every, it works on every device that's out there uh, except for BlackBerry. So for you out there that still have your BlackBerry, I Are love people you. Still but, using, uh, people still using BlackBerry? Yeah, I think they have like <laughs> 2% of the market right now, but it's still out there. That's the only thing we did not make one for. Um, but it works on everything. And even if you do have a BlackBerry, you can use it through the web. Uh, you can create an account that way. And it's, there is a free version of the app. There is a one audio jack unlocked in every single category. And then if you want to subscribe, it comes out to a whopping $1.25 a month. And we made it so cheap because we want to make sure that people have access to this. We work with so many different programs around the world and budgets are a really big concern. And so I'm like, this is a way to make this thing thrive and be able to be used by everyone. So all the information's there. If they have questions, info at audiojack.com. Uh, if they're directing it toward me, my team will forward it to me um, and all that good stuff. And any questions, things like that can always go through the website. Amazing. Thank you so much, David, for taking the time out to talk with us today. I'm super excited to share this with our listeners. They're going to love it just as much as I do. Um, so for Talking With Tech, I'm Rachel Madel. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. Are you guys ready to listen to Audio Jack? Here's the clip we're listening to. Mm-hmm.
So what'd you think, Chris? That was super fun. I love doing stuff like that. I know, I know. So let's talk about, I guess, share a little bit of our stories. First of all, this this one in particular is very sentimental to me because I grew up in a farm town. So a lot of these sounds um, were really resonating with me. And I feel like I was kind of seeing images that I've seen before, right, um, growing up. But the beginning portion, I imagined someone in a boat on a pond with ducks and birds in the early morning. What did you What did you think was going on in the beginning? That's so interesting that you say it was in a boat. Because um, the way I pictured it is, um, I, I too grew up in a farming town uh, where we had the, the Eden Corn Festival. And every year it was the corn festival that you'd go to. You know that my wife and I like to go on walks. And we like to go on country walks and hikes. And so I was totally picturing my wife and I walking right by a pond and a boat out there in the middle of the pond. And we were just walking through the through the woods, through the farm, uh, past this 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 lake. And I sort of pictured, with my wife and I there together, uh, a bird on each of our shoulders, sort of giving us directions. You know, there's this sort of constant theme throughout the entire thing of these these this bird in the background. So I pictured kind of two of them, and maybe the birds were together and they were like bickering, or maybe like trying to give us. You know, uh, I pictured like the birds married and kind of like uh, giving competing directions. You got to go this way. Now you got to go that way. I love it. I love it. When I um, when I did this with one of my students, it was so funny because one of her sentences was duck is angry. And so I thought it was so funny because I listened to it. So I, we listened to it first together. And then this was the first time since then I had listened to this specific audio jack again. And I'm like, wow, the ducks could be angry. <laughs> That's, I, I, I am totally with that student. That's exactly what I pictured is that my wife and I walking by, I'm doing my fingers as we're walking by, my wife and I walking by the water, we see that boat out there and we're not really paying attention that we're getting too, too close to a duck's nest. And then all of a sudden the duck comes out and is really angry and chases us down the road until we have to hop a fence uh, and then we're in the middle of a pasture is where I was next because I heard cows and what seemed like cows or some sort of maybe goats. I was totally picturing uh, us in the middle of a pasture then. Mm-hmm. And I also am imagining it to be super hot and humid. I can just imagine like all the flies in the summertime around all of the cows or horses. I definitely, yeah, could relate to that. We don't have a lot yeah. of flies out here in California, but it's something that we on the East Coast Flies are a problem in the summer. I totally picture that sweat pouring off of our, our foreheads and little gnats flying around trying to get into your eyes. Totally picture that. Totally. And then, of course, there was a, there was a horse, which I also could relate to because um, I grew up, uh, we had a horse, actually, and um, grew up horseback riding. And I remember times where I was putting the horse in the barn, brushing the horse, washing the horse, like getting the dirt out of its hooves. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of imagined uh, being in a, in a barn and hearing the horses and taking care of them. Oh my gosh. So when we're in, here in, in my version of the story, when my wife and I are in the pasture and we're seeing these cows, I think the next sound we heard was um, hogs or pigs or something. Mm -hmm. And rather than picturing like pigs, my mind totally went to Animal Farm. So that story where, spoiler alert, at the end, it's, it's kind of a new story. Most people haven't heard it now. Animal Farm's been out for a long time. The pigs turn into like the humans, right? Um, 
And so I totally pictured these pigs as I pictured them as like standing up on their on their back feet, dressed in clothes, yelling at us to get off to their farm. And so my wife and I having to run into the barn, we also, I, I totally heard that barn and hiding under some hay until we heard the horses and said, that's, our, that's the way we'll escape. So we jumped off of the, of the loft we were hiding in, missed the horses, and the horses took off out of the barn. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this story. I'm so engaged. I'm like, what happened next, Chris? What happened next? <laughs> well, so I think in our story, when now we're, we're stuck in this barn, we have to try and get out. We follow the horses out. And then that's how we just kind of, I don't know, ran away and, and off into the, into the rest of the woods. I love it. And what's interesting is that because I have such so many personal experiences with these sounds and um, again, growing up, you know, in, in a farm town, it was interesting because I felt like there wasn't a lot of cohesion to my story just because I had so many personal experiences. And so I really just, without judgment, was like just letting whatever came to me just come to me, you know, because I think it's easy to get in your head about these types of things. Like, oh, I need to be thinking about a good story and all these things. And so I just didn't do that. And I just let it come. And it, it just, it kind of brought like flashbacks a little bit of my childhood and experiences and places that I definitely have been before um, and grew up around. So it's interesting because we had very different experiences during this, but I think that's the whole point. I think so too, you know, so here we are thinking about stories and because my wife and I have written stories together, we've done that whole, we did a whole podcast called Nightlight Stories where we write stories. My mind went to making it into a narrative, but I totally see how it doesn't have to be a narrative. It can just be uh, a sort of a relaxing thing where you in picturing yourself on this farm, you know, and I can even imagine it's not yourself. You can imagine some other character. You can imagine some version of yourself. Like maybe it's Rachel as a young girl, you know what I mean? As opposed mm -hmm. to the adults, you know, uh, I can see it any way you want to do it. Like you said, that's kind of the point is no one's fun is wrong. No one's mm -hmm. imagination is wrong. Yeah. Well, a lot of times when I'm using this in therapy too, what I do is we listen to it kind of like the way that you or I did. And then we keep going back to it, right? And we, we can say, well, what was the girl's name? You know, and, and, mm -hmm. we, and start like making the story a little bit more rich with detail um, with some of my older students. But there's so many different ways that you can utilize this. And I also worked on past tense with this because oh. I have a student who's only using present progressive. And so I was like, oh, no, no, not, not he is walking. It already happened. So she walked. You know, yes. so there's so many different ways that you can utilize this in therapy. Um, and it's all tapping into that creative space, which I just love. Gosh, that makes total sense. I mean, you're reflecting back on what happened and what you pictured. So it makes perfect sense to use past tense. Makes it, This can be great. It's really great to teach any language structure, but that in particular makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Same thing with like pronouns. So like uh, I have worked with kiddos and we decide on a main character, but because they switch back and forth between he and she, um, like, but no, no, you said, you know, Matt is a boy. So we need to say he, you know, he did this. Uh, so there's just so many different ways to use it. And I just, yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. Prepositions. I totally picture that as well. I mean, here on the horse, you jumped over the fence. Uh, you were chased away from the, from the lake, you know, I mean, it came out of the, the weeds and so many different ways to spur uh, opportunities for language. Love it. Well, I'm really excited. I hope you guys participated in that audio jack with us. Um, and definitely we'll link to the show notes um, how you can find audio jack. It's just audiojack.com. Uh, really excited at 
you know, the prospect of utilizing this more in my therapy and really excited to hear what you guys think. So definitely go over to the Facebook group. Tell us what your version of the story was. Uh, was it the same as Chris and I? Was it different? Uh, I'd love to hear what you guys think and hopefully you were able to relax and do the exercise. Um, and you didn't just fast forward this part uh, because that was super fun. And now we're going to listen to Rachel sing Old MacDonald Had a Farm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> oh. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next week. Do you have an idea for a product or book? Or are you ready to go beyond in-service presentations? Well, how do you get started? And what if you don't have any business experience at all? Well, I have some great news for you. I'm Mailing Chan, and I'm getting the nitty-gritty stories from parents, teachers, therapists, advocates, and people with disabilities who have created successful businesses, and they're sharing their intimate stories with you. Listen to us on the Exceptional Leaders Podcast and fast-track creating and building and sharing your idea with the world so that you can help more people. You're listening to the Exceptional Podcast Network.